Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics down three to two in the NBA finals after stealing home court advantage in game one. How did we get here, John? How did we get here? I don't want to be here, man. This sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we've we've had um I, I, it kind of feels, I mean, for those who want to take the negative side of things, it feels like uh, it's like they're proven right. It's like they wanted to see this in a way because like, well, yep, see, Mr. Free throws. Yep, turn the ball over. This is what you get. Um, and, and honestly, what a, what a, what a freaking miserable way to go through life. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, is it true? Yeah. Is it, is it paying the price for them? Absolutely. Um, but, but, they're also playing against a good team. Got to give credit to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, hell, Andrew Wiggins was looking like Michael Jordan uh, in Game Five. He was it's just everywhere. People want to talk about Steph Curry. You know, only scored twelve points. Well, if if you think that you know Wiggins is going to do that again, um, wow. Okay, sure. Uh, I just I'm not I'm not there. Look, we haven't seen the Celtics play twenty play forty eight minutes of basketball against the Golden State Warriors yet. We know we have they have it in them. We know that they can do this. They need to put together the best 48 they have this series. 96. If so, and if so. 96. Well, no. No, no, no. That's not my point. I'm saying you got to get to game six. I, I'm not even thinking about Sunday. I'm not thinking about game seven. I'm not thinking about anything other than you got to win game six. You win game six. Yeah, but if you do off. 48, yeah. you got to do another 48 because it's game seven. So it's and, 96 minutes. And they got you, 96 minutes left in well, the season if they're lucky. Just think about this. 96 minutes left in the season if they're lucky. It needs to be, be an, against a team like this in the NBA Finals. However you look at it, it's got to be the best 96 minutes that they've played this season. The problem is, is they can't sustain quarter to quarter. Right. right. I can't I can't think about Sunday. <laughs> I I can only think about 
this I don't know quarter, why not. The next quarter, the next, right? Like, that's the thing with them. Like, they are very much in the moment. Like, they are like, okay, we're doing something great now. And the next moment it's gone, right? Great third quarter, horrendous fourth quarter in game five. Uh, how do you, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Tony Brothers. I'm sure we'll talk about that 10-0 run that was keyed by three horrendous calls. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But stepping out, you know, kind of stepping out away from that just for a sec, I mean, they need to play a good 12 minutes, a good 12 minutes, a good 12 minutes, and a good 12 minutes. And then we can talk about the next 48. Right. Okay. Fine. I think because fine. right now they're going to play their best eight, 12 minute segments. I, eight's too many. I can't go there with you, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I just, I've seen too you much. Might as well, there. dude, because you know what's going to, you know what's going to be frust- more frustrating? You might as well go there in your mind because there's going to be nothing more frustrating than seeing a great 48 or great 412s, <laughs> however you want to look at it, and then going in. And seeing a stinker three out of four, you know, quarters in game seven, it's gonna hurt worse. You gotta I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. I would rather win at home. I would rather satisfied. I, I'd rather I'd rather lose in game seven because I didn't have enough than losing game six because I couldn't sustain a, a full game's oh, worth of. I just don't see it that way. I, you know, only and the only reason is because the end result is the end result. I mean, no matter how you get there, it's a binary situation. You either win the championship or you don't. I get where you're coming from, you know, and and you've got you've got some posterity in your evaluation, you know. But for me, it's it's binary, and you know, not in a overreaction, underreaction kind of way. Mm. It's just it. If you make it that far, you drag Robert Williams through the pain, you know, everybody commits and, uh, and then you don't finish it. Um, it's just as frustrating whether you don't finish it in six or you don't finish it in seven and, and, and indefinitely for the players. Here's a question I have more though, than I mean, I get that, but you know, the Tatum struggles, I see that. But the one thing they haven't gotten in this series that they got in the first, in the two prior series was an Al Horford explosion. And against and of all teams for Al Horford to be able to play well against, why the hell isn't it happening here? I mean, well, just it did happen in game in game one, right? Or game one, game three. I, they've all kind of run together. I think it was it was game one where he and he and White, right? They they had their their big night. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, Horford had 26 points, six rebounds. White was 21 points, three assists. Um, they had a great game one. And then they've pretty much been not, a, not really much of a factor ever since. It's rough, dude. I mean, they've, they've created their own problems. The game, the game two sham. I'll never forget that because I think it was a joke. I mean, the way whether they win or not, I still think they probably win that game. I think they were riding a high off of game one. That was a sham. Um, game five was a, had some annoying parts, like Gary Payton not getting fouled, falling down on his own, and getting called. And there were several several moments like that. 
but they're all the kind of moments that the Celtics should be able to just keep playing through. You know, they like you said, they had a great third quarter. They should have carried that into the fourth. Even if the adjustments that Golden State made were making it difficult, they should have sustained that and and been going down to the wire. And they really weren't going down to the wire. They basically lost that in the first six minutes of the fourth. Mm-hmm. And so that goes back on the Celtics. Game two is a sham because it's so egregious. It's it's so so ridiculous what they let Draymond get away with. And look at, like, he's fouled out of three of the other games. He should have fouled out of four easy. Four out of five games he should have been fouled out on. So for him to end game two, the worst of his acts yet with only two fouls, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And so, yeah, was I frustrated by game five? Sure. But only not not like game two and not insurmountable for the Celtics. And that's well, think, where that's where I got to put it back on this. Yeah. So I think and I don't want to completely like disregard everything and the frustrations because, you know, like those frustrations. And like I said, that 10 L run is you know um devastating it was devastating and it was it was gifted by the guys in in, in the gray and, and black stripes and we That's talked about happened. this i mean we talked about this we, the last show was when is tony brothers which game is he gonna get so he's done and he's not he, yeah. there's no way he's coming back for game seven at this point i can't yeah. believe so you know you're, we're gonna get scott foster at some point it may be game six, but if they did, I gotta believe they're bringing him back for game seven because he's he's far and away they're you know seen as the best official uh, in the league. Um, I'm I'm guessing they're holding him for seven. So yeah, you know what they do in game six could be rather interesting. But and he was game three, right? He was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he'd do six or seven anyway. Right, it makes sense. Right. I mean, six and seven works for me because, as I said, the Celtics are undefeated with him officiating so far. But um, I, I think, you know, I don't know if it's too soon, but let, I think we need to talk about, like, okay, how do we turn the page, right? Like, I watching this game, like you said, it was annoying. Game five was annoying. It was the Celtics came out flat-footed. Celtics came without any sort of emotion. Celtics came out feeling the hangover of game four and what that yeah. was of them being in the, unable to score. And they couldn't do it. They got in a big hole. Somehow it wasn't as big of a hole as it should have been, but they started to fight back in the second quarter, really got some momentum going in the third quarter. And you're like, okay, now we're on to something. Then that happens to starting of the fourth quarter and the floodgates were, you know, were opened again. Um, and that's like, how do they bottle that? Right. Right. That, how do they bottle third quarter? <laughs> how do you make well, the, the league? Out of the black let, me just, let me just say this though. The legal, the league wants us to go seven. I'm so confident that the Celtics will win game six. Maybe that's the reason I say 96 minutes. I'm so confident because I'm not, I'm not, I am because the I'm way that confident. the officiating, listen, the way that the officiating has, you know, I mean, look, if the Celtics come out exhausted and just don't even try, right. sure, they could lose in six. 
right? Right. But they are. I mean, that's that's what they have to change because no, they're not going to no, listen. They're on their ass. There's no way like they might run out of gas for game seven. Like you said, there's no way they're going to come out and put in a low effort game six. I, I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I have that much confidence, honestly. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah. They knew they were. They knew when Tony Brothers was the official, and they were on the road. And even Jason Tatum was like, "Yeah, we're gonna fly out there again." And the old jet lag thing going on. Like, I'm just telling you, like when when they felt like, and that that's the problem. They need to let the officiating go because it then allows them to defeat themselves. Mm. And and listen, everybody knows this is going seven. Everybody knows. This is going seven. And the one thing I will say is I feel good about game seven because whether it's Scott Foster or otherwise <laughs> game seven, won't be a one-sided officiated event like the game. That's how they want it. Once they get to game seven, everything can be clean. Everything can oh. be called correctly because that, that all they want is a good, you know, get them to seven. Whatever happens in seven, no biggies. Right. But but I think the the issue isn't you have to have a team that's that's kind of a peer, right? And and for good stretches of that game in game five, there was one team in charge and one team that was really a subservient role. And that's the thing that I look at is that the subservient role that the Celtics are in. Golden State is dictating everything. That is, and that wasn't about officiating. That was really about um, yeah, energy, about about how Effort. confidence and yeah. effectiveness, and I and, and I think probably stamina. I mean, the fact that Jalen can't get by his guy, the fact that Jalen that JT can't get by his guy, and and they're not they're being guarded by guys that they really should be able to, they need to get by, um, yeah. and mentally. They are they are not fluid. They are thinking. They are um, they're not playing. They're playing they're like thinking. they've got something to lose instead of like they've got nothing to lose. Which is why, yeah, from here on out, they've got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. I'm telling you, dude. Dude, I I don't know. You just uh, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Being a negative. You're being a negative Nancy. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're definitely going to win, but you remember at the beginning of this series, I said, no way it Celtics in six. They have to win this one on the road. It's going seven. You did say it's, that. And it's it's predictable because the NBA okay. is predictable. Right. Because but, of things like but for those two. who want to listen to the show who who probably don't necessarily want to go to uh you know the things that there might be something. That isn't um, painted, faded. Yes, yes, painted. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why we do the show. We just we someone just tell us what the story is. You know, I mean, it's, but I, listen, I'll tell you what though. I get it. I get it. What's the point? I mean, the point is, you <laughs> said that we get we as bloggers have a responsibility. You said this after game two. Yes. We as bloggers, as people who don't have to worry about having press credentials pulled, yes. we should not pull punches. We should call it like it is. Right. And it's not even just for the Celtics, dude. No, the, I know. these series, listen, statistically, 
I would love it if somebody just did a breakdown of statistics and said, is it really statistically feasible for most of these series to go seven games every time? Come on. Come on. No, I mean, look, there is a tie there. I, I, I agree with you that there is like, you can't look at what they did. They're in the business of making money, and they're they really, really good at it. And of the most important, are. and the most important aspect of making money is getting it to Game Seven without the fan base feeling like they've been conned. Well, okay. Well, we're feeling then we're feeling conned, and I. Why we do the rest of the show? Because, <laughs> because it's because. all made complete. It's decided. So what's it's, the it's point? It's not decided. No, that's where you're wrong. It's not decided. It's only decided that it goes seven games. In game seven, that's when we see so, we see what it is. I'm going to choose not to believe it's decided because I want to believe that if the Celtics win game six that they are going to be able to use some momentum gained from winning game six. I think for sure. Help them, right? I, I, I agree if with that 100%. given to them for, for the sake of giving it to them, is can you possibly feel as good about that? Can you possibly enter, you know, going back to San Francisco to be like, I feel hold great. On, hold on, hold on. This let's, let's back up. Up until this last game, game five, when you – you said like there was one team that was dominant and the other one was subservient, mm-hmm. right? At the beginning of this series, you and I both said that we felt that the Celtics were far and away the superior team. Okay. So listen, how about you stop looking at it? Like game six and six gets given to the Celtics and start looking at it like game two and game four, not so much game four, but some of these games were taken no. from them. The way that they're, and this happened in the last two series. All you got to do is allow the other team to clutch and grab on the perimeter, not call it, and then call it against the Celtics. Right? You feel it's- like the Celtics have, have been as, as big of beneficiaries or as, no. has it been as detrimental in this series? I don't. I mean, I think there have been horrendous calls. There have been things that have tilted games. Not like the last two series, but the last two but, series were egregious when that happened. Right. But Miami but game, game but game two outrageous. Game two is a game where you absolutely can't allow the Celtics to win that. Because then the con job is obvious if it makes it to seven. Mm-hmm. You can't win the first two games on the road and then head home. And not have it be obvious, right? Like, and and you can't have this series not go seven. And so game two, the friggin' was on the rigging. That's all there is to it. And and that, and I want you to, I want you to kind of let this get into your mind a little bit. You know, that gets they know it. I told you, I told you, I said, what do you think is going on in the Celtics front office today? How are they going back to the NBA and saying, what the F is this? Right? Because it's obvious. I mean, there's parodies out there all over, you know, like, do you see the one on Celtics life about Rashid Wallace wanting, you know, 
all of his money back for the many flake, you know, fouls that got called on him that he got fined for, you know, and he's citing the Draymond rule. It's hilarious. It's like the onion for basketball. I died. And, but, but that's like, that gets, if you don't like the players are like, obviously it's in their head that the officials are swaying and then they're not giving them fair treatment and they're frustrated by it. Is it not justified after game two for that to get in their heads? And could it not creep up on them that, Oh, here we go again. You know, if they don't believe that they have a real shot in when, you know, because it's, it's also, I get it as a fan base. You don't want to believe that, but imagine if you're a player and you're actually playing in the games, like a game two that we watched and you stop believing in the fairness of the game because of the outcome being influenced like that. I mean, they punched golden state in the mouth. Jason Tatum had a horrible game in game one and they came out in game two and they were basically allowed to be raped by Draymond green assaulted and battered. Ridiculous. I don't ridiculous. I'm not saying it's okay for the Celtics to respond the way that they are. I'm just saying you have got to, you've got to give them a little rope and now it won't matter. It's they're having a conversation now to go out in game six and leave it all on the line because it won't matter. If the officials do it to them, they do it to them. It is what it is. This is why I've always been upset with the Celtics for not forcing the issue when the officiating is that bad. They should force the issue. It's disgusting that they don't because they know it and I know it and you know it watching the game. You know, what's going on. You know, what's happening. So force the issue. I think they're going to play. I think they're going to play pretty well. I think they're still going to have problems. They always do playing two best teams against each other. Celtics are young. Don't have the experience. I think you're going to be surprised game six. They come out and, and go off. And then no, and then who, who, who knows? No telling what happens in game seven. That's how I feel about it. They're not going to lose at home to the Golden State Warriors in game six, John. It's just not how this works. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that. I don't know that I don't believe that. I just. The Celtics that came out in game five, that response to how they got handled at the end of game four does not inspire confidence. Yeah, it doesn't. I get it. I, look, and, I, and, I'm, and I've been very positive about this team. I've been very positive about, um, you know, from the moment that they turned it around in January. Like, I've been really positive that they've figured something out here. And, and a lot of this is going back to what caused them before, but it's also they're playing against a lot tougher competition. I mean, this isn't, this isn't like they're playing, you know, Detroit on a random Wednesday in, in February. This is they're playing the Golden State Warriors in the finals and Steve Kerr's throwing everything in the kitchen sink at them. And it's, and it's not going well. Right. So, but, but they're, they're reverting back to their basis routines of hold it, hold it, 
Um, they're not executing, you know, they try to get a switch, swings, fights through the fights through the screen. And so, you know, it's just it's just wasting five seconds off the shot clock every time. I mean, these things, the, and those inabilities to 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 move off ball, um, it's they're doing themselves. No, they, they didn't play well. I agree. They I agree. And that, that had to happen in game five. That had to happen to start game five. They had to set the right. tone in game five from the jump, and they did. They they slept walked through it. Horford was a non-factor. Smart was throwing the ball around. Tatum and you know, Brown just was nowhere to be I seen. agree. He was awful. Um, you know, Tatum was really the only thing they had going until kind of Smart kind of settled things down a little bit in the third quarter and, and second quarter. And then, you know, of course, the, the wheels fell off in the fourth again. But um, it just – it feels like they're – the who they are has just escaped them. It just feels like after game four, it but just dude, every time like, it just swings the other way. Like the minute you get low, like just, just wait. I wish we could do it. We can't because I'm going on vacation with the kids tomorrow. I wish we could do a show after game six as we head into game seven and you could hear yourself right now. And then we play after game six for you. And, and you hear both of them, and you're like, oh, my God. Like the highs and lows with this team. Here we go again. All right. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL, Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball scores, all the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NLF futures. That's got to be NFL, right? It's got to be. That can't be NLF. NLF is not a thing, I don't believe. It's got to be NFL. <laughs> and even next season's early NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport, sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CNLS. Okay. Did you catch that? No. CNLS. Oh. <laughs> CLNS 50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. CLNS 50. You should know it by now. Yeah. The audience should know this. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. CLNS 50. Head online. Head on over there. CLNS 50. You should know by now. I'm just trying Classic to think, code. like, what could happen in game six that would make me feel like I did before game four? I'm trying to think, like, how could the Celtics play in such a way that would make me say, oh, okay. They got a chance to go into Golden State win. That's... That's where I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Rob Williams, Rob Williams at the rim on offense. Defensively, the I mean, because here's there's a real bitch about game five. They squandered a terrible performance by Steph Curry, who had just gone off in the previous game. Uh And everybody's like, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Right? And then he comes off of that. Andrew Wiggins. 
Yeah. But that's what they said. But that's what they said about game four. After Steph did game four, everybody's like, he's Jordan. You know, all the comparisons, like, and then an absolute stink bomb in game five from Steph Curry. An absolute stink bomb. That's what they squandered. That's the part that's frustrating. So you, you get to game six. I get it. Wiggins picked up the slack and, you know, Clay shook his head running down the floor. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, punks. Like, whatever. The thing is, they squandered that with Steph. But if you look at the series, their best chance to win is when Steph goes off and everybody else is shut down. So, right. you know, I think I think you'd feel a lot better in, about the Celtics' chances if in game six Steph Curry goes off and the Celtics still win by 10. I, and, and, and they play that kind of defense on everybody else. Wiggins is quieted down again. And then and then and then Rob Williams, you know, shows some life. I'll tell you, I, I think, yeah, I think I think Rob's part of it. I think that to see two out of Horford, Smart, and Derek White, if two out of those guys can have more than 15 points or Peyton Pritchard who got his shot in game five and came out and didn't knock him down, but he knocks down two of those first threes Mm -hmm. that he shot totally different feeling in the first half. They just couldn't grant has grant has kind of, I mean, I I don't think he's, there's been a lot of like chat chatter, um, you know, in, in later in this, later on in this series about, well, you know, Brian Rob wrote something today. Um, in Boston, no, on uh, Mass Live, like, well, the, the bench isn't stepping up, but I, you know, I sure, but they they took like a total of nine shots, you know, and they had like four points combined or something like that. Like, I, I can't say that they're getting opportunities. I can't say that the ball's moving to find an open open shooter. Pritchard, his shots were good shots, and you know, should have hit him absolutely. But like, how many opportunities? Pritchard didn't play in the second half, I don't think. So it was really that kind of end of you know start of the second quarter, and and that is actually kind of when Boston started turning around. So they were finding the open shooters, and like to me, like I think it's a style of play thing. I think it's totally about that's what's frustrated me. Like there are times when Jalen takes over and hits shots, and it's great because it digs them out of a hole sometimes. But like honestly, the only Can't way to beat gold, the Golden State Warriors is by passing the ball and moving. That's the only way they're going to beat them. Yeah, we can. Yeah, that was the frustrating part about. We can. That was the frustrating thing about Game Four: no ball movement, no ball movement. You don't have the it. They're not going to win. Brutal. It's over. You know. Yeah. And, and yeah, I and, and I shouldn't just say ball movement; it's off ball movement too. Like right. when nobody's movement. moving, they're screwed. Nobody right. moving. Screwed. The amount of stand and watch while someone else goes and does something, drives to the rim. Reminds me know. of the Paul Pierce prior to the right. Kevin Garnett trade right. years. You you Bananas. gotta have guys moving. Like they're going to they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wait at the rim for you. They're gonna have guys you know stunting and trying to like make you think they're guarding two people. But if that other guy is moving and creating a new look for himself. There's a passing angle there, and they haven't, like, they just have not done a good job of that. It's one of the frustrating things when Derek White starts to drive to the hole, 
and nobody moves. Yeah. Then he gets stuck in the double and he doesn't know what to do. Right. Because nobody gave him any options. Right. He wants to pass out of it. He doesn't always want to go to the rim. And you're right. You can't expect, can't expect the guys to go one on two or three with a collapsing defense and nobody else, you know, like, Oh, there's the open man. Right. I'm not ready to talk about what does this team need to do for next season. We got a summer to talk about that. No way, dude. No way. But, this is going seven. But whatever. But they that's something they got to figure out, like, tomorrow, right? Like, that's, that's something they got to figure out and do it for 48 minutes on Thursday night in game six. And hopefully they do that enough. They can hey, can you look up the odds? Game. How much money am I going to make if I put like a hundred bucks down on this game? Uh, you have any idea what the uh, Vegas odds are? Well, let's go to betonline.ag. Bang. Let's find out. The odds are, and it probably should have, when we did that, when we did the, the deal, yeah. I should have written down when, when the ad was on. But that's all right. We're good. You know, we're good here. Um, let's see. So sports, basketball. I mean, it's just so easy. Oh my gosh, look how easy this is to kind of bring up. All right. So the series prices minus 350 for the Warriors. So you got to put down 350 to win to win a hundred bucks. Um, on the Warriors. On the Warriors, yeah. But I could put down a hundred bucks and win three fifty on the Celtics. Not, I know it's not always. No, no, no. no. So, inverse. so, games, so what's the Celtics? Are you talking about game six odds? You're talking about game series odds. Uh, I'd like to hear both, but I was talking about game six odds. I'm okay, very so confident. game six odds right now. The Celtics are minus one sixty on the money. Oh no, sorry. The total. Yeah, let's see. Three and a half the spread. So they're minus one fifteen. Wait, hold oh, on. Oh, so if I put down a hundred, I make fifteen bucks. It's pretty even, I mean, relatively, for what it is. Um, I I just so yeah. Is it worth it? Really? No, I don't. I don't think it's something worth worth putting the putting the cash down on. But how about the series? The series, um, yeah. So it's, so there, are, the Warriors are a minus three fifty. So put it down on the Celtics. If you put down hundred, we win two eighty right now. So you could quadruple your money. Well, triple your money. Uh, quadruple, yeah. <laughs> He's thinking about it. He's like, yeah, oh, I am. Gee, I am. hundred bucks, make it four hundred bucks. Really, dude. The drama, dude. Just think about this. The whole drama thing, and 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 again, think about just the Celtics fan base. You know how? I mean, the ratings must be. Got any idea what the ratings are for this finals with us not bag of a fan base we are? And actually, I gotta say, I'm impressed with the Golden State's loud. Like that is a fan base that cares. I am impressed by that. Yeah. Sometimes it's as loud there as it seems to be in the garden. Yeah. I mean, not as classy as our, we are, but um, no, you know. I, I think that they, um, I mean, they're a good team, right? They're a good team. They, they uh, have fought hard. Um, I just, the thing that's frustrating to me is that I don't know we've given them our best shot. 
You know, that's the, that's the thing that by that really drives me crazy about this series is I just don't feel like we've really ever had a chance to really give them. Jason up. Tatum learns to be a closer. The Celtics on the brink of destruction, come back down in the series three to two, just as they've done all postseason long. They win one on the road to take home banner 18. Like, dude, just think of they defeat the the Warriors with all of that playoff experience and da 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 da. Dude, I'm telling you, this is for a narrative the story that everybody wants. Right. But when you see what's going on on the court, that doesn't really seem like as 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 tangible. What's going on on the court is what the Celtics have done all year long. They're bipolar or they've a mixed personality or whatever it is, but like just when you think they're dead and gone and don't know what they are and then all of a sudden they bounce back and I don't know what it is. I mean that's that's like well they've always done it so they're gonna do it. Like that's not there's nothing logical about that. That's completely like emotional response. And there's nothing that's like, oh, How about you and I bet a hundred bucks on game six. <laughs> go for it. Never mind. You don't want to bet that. You don't want to bet on them. Losing. I don't, don't want to bet. bet. I don't. I, yeah. All due respect to our, our sponsors, but it's. I'm telling you, dude. There's too much emotion. In game, it. game six is a lock. Yeah. It's a lock. Well, I feel good about it on the basis. I mean, compared to you, I don't know what the hell I am, but I, I, I think, you know, look, after game five in 2010, I felt really freaking good. I thought, you got to win one out of two in LA. We can do this. We got this thing licked. And then we lost two in a row. And, you know, game seven was a complete cluster. Um, yep. I mean, everybody really, got overconfident and then bump, 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 bump. Well, but your perk gets hurt. Momentum shift. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of things that really worked against them, but like, you know, there was a, there was a confidence. I thought that after they, that the Rondo really kind of played so well in game five that, all right, just got to win one or two. Couldn't do it. And, um, you know, that's where the Warriors are right now. The Warriors right. are in place. Been there, done that. We've won this. You know, we're good. We're um, and you gotta earn it. That's I guess that's my point. Is like in a game six, you gotta earn it. The Celtics have to prove that they deserve to go to a game seven. They haven't played well enough of late to prove they should be able to win a game six. They can. All right. So let me ask you something. Celtics win game six by 25. Yeah. How do you feel going into game seven? Better? Mixed. 50 50. Yeah, of course. So let me ask you this. I feel like you should feel like 80 20. (laughs) Try to blow out like that. It's mixed. No, I think think game seven is a crapshoot. I just am so positive it's going seven. Yeah. You know, it's Sunday. It's dude, it's going seven. And so, you know, what happens in game seven? I don't know. So, so let's Celtics win by three in a hard, hard fought battle, you know, but they don't ever like just drop a deuce on a quarter. 
you know, they kind of, you know, lots of areas for improvement. Turnover still a little bit of an issue. Steph Curry goes off. They win by two points. How do you feel going into game seven? Um, I think I'd feel probably about the same. <laughs> you feel the same yeah. as if they won by 25 I, in game I, six? Oh, I think I'd Not feel me. like, okay, well, all this no. gets us back to 3-3, three, three, and now we're, who knows who's going to show up. Is so this win by 25 in game six, I do not feel good about game seven. Celtics win a close, hard-fought battle, you know, couple of point win, tough one right down to the wire in game six. I feel a hell of a lot better about the Celtics in game seven. Yeah. Got to keep that scrappy. It's you're talking about it. They don't stay scrappy. You know, what I need to see is a scrappy game six win that holds their attention on being scrappy in game seven. A big win on 25, even if they were scrappy to start, big 25-point win in game six has them not coming out with quite the right mentality for for game seven. Not quite strong enough. That's what I think. We're going to wrap this show up. What else do you want to – is there one other thing you want to kick before we go? You know, I'd love to get on the – yeah, I'd love to get on the officials or get on the, the commentating crew. That's always one of my favorite things to hate. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm so in, in on what's going to happen on Thursday. That's, that's really where I'm at. Like the overconfidence that I'm hoping golden state is coming in with is what I hope Boston can punish them with. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and I think that's possible. I think that they, they feel like they've figured some things out defensively for Boston against the Boston camp. And I've felt all along that Boston can, they just haven't seemed to figure out how to unlock themselves. But if Tatum and Brown truly buy into using everybody to beat the hell out of the golden state warriors, the same way they did in game one, and they've made changes in game one defensively, but if they can use everybody um, and that's the focus rather than try to hunt the mismatch and play, I'm going to play mismatch and then I'm going to beat you by beating that mismatch. I think if they get away from that and they just go to just play and move it and play their play, run their plays and go through that. I think they're, I think they'll play fine. And I think maybe that gets them something, you know, figured out the, the other thing is, is the two days off in between, you know, there's some things you can figure out, but, I just feel like Boston has more that they can fix. And that seems, that seems somewhat counter, counter factual, but like, I feel like even though we're this far into the series and it's like, they've kind of counter, counter, countered, I feel like Boston has more room to fix what fix it, what, what ails them. than golden state does. Do yeah. They've been, they've been able, yeah, they've been able to fight close for the most part. And you're right. They have the most opportunity to improve. Golden State's kind of executing their plan. Right. And the Celtics are sporadic. And that's another reason. Boston's not executing their offense. That's kind of, that's kind of, you make kind of making my point about why now that they're on their ass, that I think it's a good thing. I think they need to be on their ass. All right. I'm hitting it. We're going to do likely a Father's Day show 
One way or the other. Uh, one way or the other, the season's over. So we'll be wrapping it up. We'll be looking a little bit to the offseason at that point. But I, mean, I, hope we're, I hope we're drinking champagne, man. I do too, man. They played with house money this season, but I'm not ready to accept, uh, you know, oh, a good loss. You well, know, and that's, and that's really the key isn't. thing we got to keep in mind through all this. If, <laughs> six months ago or five months ago, you and I were sitting here. We didn't even think they were going to make the postseason. In this place. We didn't even think they made the postseason. They might they, they might have lost a play-in game. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's growth, there's potential. You've got to play like you did for much of this playoff run, not the way you have of late. Um, but yeah. you, game six. You got you here. You can be NBA champions on Sunday night. Mark my words. Game six is going to the Celtics. We'll be back. Sunday night after game seven to recap it all. That's going to do it for this week's show. But as a reminder, you can follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live. Follow John at CSL underscore Duke. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin heartfelt. Thank you to everybody for tuning in as always. Um, and on behalf of the founder of CLNS media, Nick Gelso, my co-host, John Duke, I'm Justin Poulin. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Celtic stuff live.